Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up for the Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in, and God bless you guys. Um, we are going to have a phenomenal conversation today on some very, very provocative issues. And uh, we've got Pastor Scott Lively with us. But first, I want to remind you to check out our resources. Again, we have over 200 resources where you can get news that you can trust from a biblical worldview perspective, uh, conservative news, great ministries, great uh, websites that you can some subscribe to, follow, newsletters, things like that. So go to StandUpForTheTruth.com and uh, click on, where is it, Source, uh, yeah, resources, sources. It's trusted resources there at the top right next to guests. And if you want to see some of the guests, click on that link as well. And that, if you click on the guests that we've had on over the years, there's a list in alphabetical order. You can click on one guest's name. That will bring up all the past podcasts, or at least in the last three, four years, that you can find from that particular guest. So check that out. And right now, um, Mary is with me. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Got your phones working? They're working. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Crash. Yeah, the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Uh, that's why we don't yet have webcams. We, I mean, we have them. Believe it or not, we've got three cameras in the studio but we just never turn them on, and sometimes for good reason. But uh, we're blessed today um, to bring back uh, Dr. Scott Lively. He's a pastor, Christian conservative attorney, speaker, missionary, and author of many books. He has advocated and modeled a biblical worldview at, uh, in all these capacities and a human rights consultant at that uh, for more than 30 years. And today we're going to talk about some major issues that you might not know the details about with Pastor Scott Lively. Welcome, brother, back to Stand Up for the Truth. Oh, it's so good to be back with you, David and Mary. Nice to meet you for the you first too. time. You too. So, Scott, I'm just going to tease a couple of the articles we're going to get to, and then I, I need to kind of reintroduce you to some of our newer listeners. Thanks to Harbinger's Daily, um, the biblical uh, Christian news website, we are all constantly gaining new Listeners, and it's been a blessing because we are shadow banned. And as you know, Scott, you've had your YouTube channel deleted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we are shadow banned, censored, and all that. We don't have a, a newsletter. We do not um, pay to, ad- we don't advertise or market the podcast. So it's because of people that share it. And Harbinger's Daily puts up our articles, and often uh, a good podcast that they like, they re. Uh, publish that and get that out into the community. And we're, we're getting more listeners because of them. So God bless you guys over at Harbinger's Daily. Not far from... Yeah, amen. A great a great site. I, yep. just, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, we do too. And not far from Toronto. It's not Toronto. It's Toronto. Because uh, my, <laughs> wife, my wife is from there. My wife is from there, so I learned how to say okay. it. <laughs> um, I lived in Oregon for years. Yeah. So, you know, I know about the Oregon. Oregon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, Scott, we're going to talk about a couple of your articles. We don't know how much time we're going to spend on each one because we're going to kind of go with the flow of the Holy Spirit this morning. But a lot of important issues need to be addressed. The myth of the gay conservative would be one. 
Also, your article on America, the POW camp, and the January 6th martyrs. Also, there's an article on there. You were very, very outspoken and pro-Trump. Uh, in fact, I remember your session when we met at Liberty Pastors in Dallas, Texas. You were talking about the elections and political issues and Trump's policies and a lot of good things. And then we know what happened after that. But now you're saying Trump should repent over his recent, um, how should we say it, allowance of the celebration of the LGBTQ due to the de- the Disrespect yeah. of Marriage Act. So we'll get to that. Also, an important article over at the Washington Stand. Dot com. There's a report that the U.S. is the most permissive country for minor gender transition. Minor tragedy, gender tragedy. transition. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. And then there's an interesting story on desperate young detransitioners crowdfunding their medical treatments. Now, these are those who transitioned to whatever, male or female, and then they said, no, I realize I made a huge mistake. Now I'm going to detransition. Buyer's remorse. By, exactly. But, Scott, we've got to start with just opening up um, your background. And I know you have battled the uh, gay mafia. You wrote a book called The Pink Swastika, and you have battled the LGBTQ movement for decades before a lot of uh, what their policies were and their agenda was on the radar to many Americans, especially many Christians. So please, for Mary here, as her first time being uh, with you on the podcast and interviewing you, share a little bit about your history and how you got involved with with this fight, this religious freedom fight. Okay. Well, you know, first of all, uh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, uh, but uh, I was an alcoholic and a drug addict for 16 years from the age of 12. Mm. And uh, I, uh, I went, I got way down, and uh, I drifted all over the United States. I slept under bridges. I begged for money on street corners. I was a homeless, alcoholic, and addict. Hmm. And then I got down on my knees in an alcohol and drug rehab center, a secular one, <laughs> in, in a suburb of Portland, Oregon, surrendered my life to wow. Jesus Christ, and was completely, totally healed and delivered instantaneously. You know, I felt this wind sort of blow through me, and I stood up, and I never had another desire to drink or take drugs from that day wow. till now. And then the Lord grabbed a hold of me, because you know, I had surrendered my life to him. It wasn't just a casual, you know, hey, come in my heart, and let's, ch- you know, let me just see if you're real. It was total surrender, and he accepted it. And then he turned a life that was a complete waste into something useful, and I went from there to uh, um, I became a, a Christian social activist. I went to law school, earned a JD at magna cum laude uh, from Trinity Law School. I have a PhD uh, in uh, in theology from the, uh, the Pentecostal Assemblies of God. Uh, I've got uh, credentials in international human rights from the University of Strasbourg, France, uh, with a program that I did during my law school. And, uh, and, and, and because I wrote the book, The Pink Swastika, which put me through law school, actually, hmm. um, that book opened doors all over the world. I've, I have ministered in more than 50 countries. I've been to 66 countries. And, uh, and I've had amazing, incredible adventures, hmm. uh, wow. standing for the biblical worldview, um, in, in speaking in churches of at least 40 different denominations. I'm the only uh, <laughs> Protestant Christian that I know that's ever been invited to, to teach a seminar at a Catholic seminary. And, it, and, and that was in Riga, Latvia. Cardinal uh, Giannis Puyats 
uh, invited me and co-taught it with me. Uh, and uh, and just just you know one thing after another, uh, a Russian speaking church based in Riga sponsored my wife and I on a fifty city speaking tour of the former Soviet Union. Wow! Uh, and it's just on and on and on. He's all these things just because of of surrendering to Christ and being willing to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit step by step wherever He says to go. But Scott, are, we, what we don't know is, are you on the Southern Poverty Law Center's radar? <laughs> oh, well, who's that? No, that's, yeah, that's uh, that's the well. That, when I wrote the Kevin Abrams, an Orthodox Jewish Holocaust research, researcher, and I co-authored the Pink Swastika: Homosexuality in the Nazi Party. What year was and that? That that was in 1995. And as a matter of fact, we launched the book. We officially launched it at remember the the North. The National Association for the Research and Therapy of Homosexuality. No. Uh, Dr. Nicolosi, Dr. Joseph Nicolosi, okay. Dr. Charles Socarides, all these pioneers of the ex-gay movement and reparative therapy hmm. that's, that, that, the, that the left is banning all over the world now because it's, because it's too potent. It, it's, it's too much of a threat to their agenda when homosexuals actually recover and, and start living a normal life. Anyway, uh, Dr. Nicolosi had me come as a speaker there in San Francisco in 1995 to launch the Pink Swastika. Wow. And, uh, Talk about the and belly the, of the beast. It, it really was. And then the Southern Poverty Law Center, because of that book, put me, didn't put Kevin on there, <laughs> uh, but put me on the, you know, I was the first sort of non-crazy Christian to get put on their hate list under the category of anti-LGBT. Of course. And, uh, and and then that was long before cancel culture. Yeah. Uh, before anybody, before the term cancel culture was even imagined, uh, I was being canceled and yep. banned and shadow banned and and uh, you know all that. I, I remember so. some of those negative uh, articles and headlines that the left would put out um, on you, and this was, I mean, a couple decades ago. And um, yeah, this is is bad. Yeah. It, you know, these guys are masters of character assassination. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when they what this is what Saul Alinsky taught the left is uh, you know it's this they, they to put you in a box the Saul Alinsky, Alinsky box you pick a target that's rep, that's a symbol of your opposition and then you 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 raise that target up so everybody knows their name and you, then you control all the information that the public gets about that person so you lock them in place and then you destroy them as publicly and as painfully as possible as a warning to everybody else. And that's what they do. They've done it. That's what they did to Robert Bork, right? That's what they did to, uh, you know, you know, to Kavanaugh. That, that strategy mm-hmm. was perfected by the gays yep. and then adopted by the rest of the left. And that was what they used on me. And, uh, you know, I, I broke free of the Saul Linsky box um, in Massachusetts by running for governor. You have to do something that's bigger that they can control so that people actually can hear what you say and see who you are uh, beyond their ability to contain it. And that's and I'm one of the few people that's ever actually done that and broken free from the box and survived it and continued to on to to fight them. You know, Roy Moore, they took him down completely. Yeah. Bork, they took him down completely. Uh Kavanaugh only only made it through just because the entire power of the of the Republican Party uh, forced him into the position, but 
That's what you face when you take these guys on. These are, this is sort of the ultimate principalities and powers of the world are tied up in the LGBT agenda because it's the point of the spear. It's the core of the progressive uh, agenda for overthrowing Judeo-Christian civilization. And, and, uh, and it's why the sexual revolution is all over the world, and it's the same all over the world, uh, because, that's been, because it is the point of the spear. I admire your courage, Scott. I think you're one of a kind in a lot of ways, and I, I wish the church had people who were that, you know, had that deep of conviction about what, what is worth fighting for, and also to be able to do what it takes to stand up. I mean, like the black robed regiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really, yeah. I really admire that, and yeah. I, I think we're at a, well, we're in you, a war. We're in a war for souls. Yes. We're, in, we're in a war on so many different levels, and uh, you got to be strong and courageous. Well, you know what happens when you uh, when you face persecution, it's 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 the, either the refiner's fire for you, mm-hmm. or it will burn you up, and mm-hmm. and that you you have to make a choice when you first become the target. You know, it's like the scriptures count the cost, mm-hmm. and and uh, I think the Lord chose me for this particular battle because of what I had gone through. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had sixteen years of the toughest kind of life you can have. You know, complete desperate poverty mm. and and uh, and total bondage, and didn't care about my life at all. I hitchhiked all over the United States, knowing that any time I could be killed by somebody picking me up. And I didn't. I cared so little about my life that 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 it was okay whatever happened to me, and that that was preparation mm-hmm. for being able to stand up. So when he finally comes along and he says, you know, I want you to take on this issue because almost nobody else is doing it, and stand up for biblical truth. Mm. So that when they started coming after me, it's like, you know, what do you, what can you do to me that I haven't already been through mm. before or worse? Mm-hmm. And that, and then once you make that commitment, and then then there, then there comes that sense of there is no way that you are going to stop me from speaking the truth of the gospel and the truth of the Bible to this world. There is no way that's going to happen. That's why I went to law school. Mm-hmm. It's because I I got sued five times in my career, major heavy duty lawsuits. The first four of them were in the early days, and that after the first one which I lost, I mean, because of a complete setup of kangaroo court in Portland, Oregon, Ugh. I vowed that I was going to gain the skills that they were not going to drive me out. They were not going to shut my mouth. But if I was going to stay in the battle, I had to, I had to, 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 to learn the skills to be able to fight on that battlefield. Mm-hmm. And so I actually decided to go to law school and get a law degree for that purpose, so that I so that they couldn't take me out hmm. uh, in those kind of ways, and 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 it worked for a long time. Wow. They didn't attack me at all. And then, of course, the the biggest of all the lawsuits was the Smug versus Lively lawsuit that they kicked off in 2012, in which I spent six and a half years in federal court uh, uh, in a, in, a, in a trial that was being uh, um, presided over by a hard-left federal judge on the accusation that I was guilty of crimes against humanity for promoting homosexuality in Uganda. Uh, and, uh, and they shoehorned this case, completely fraudulent, bogus case. They shoehorned it into this federal judge's courtroom wow. because he was a lefty. And his former law clerk 
ran a team of 14 lawyers that tried to destroy me for six and a half years. And it was only by the grace of God and the help of Liberty Council that stepped in and spent a million and a half dollars to defend me mm. that, uh, that I survived it. But in the end, I did. And wouldn't you know it, at the very last week, when at, at the end of the appeal and everything, uh, I get contacted by the lesbian plaintiff from Uganda that had been really just a, a pawn of, from this Marxist firm in New York, um, who, who contacted my attorney to apologize for the lawsuit and to, and to, and to say that she had repented from lesbianism and had gone back to Christianity. Wow. wow. <laughs> Amazing well, stuff. Scott, I've never heard that That's, story before. That's amazing. Oh, my and it, goodness. And it's interesting. It kind of has parallels to the uh, Jane Roe and Roe v. Wade, how they used her, and then exactly. she repented later on, became a believer, and she was she didn't want to have an abortion, and she was pro-life. Uh, but, Scott, so you survived Portland. You survived Oregon and Massachusetts. <laughs> my goodness, two of the darkest blue <laughs> yeah. states, I think, oh, in yeah. the nation. Yeah. So God has brought you through a lot. I, before we get, I mean, there's so much to talk about, but I, I want to ask you about uh, Matt Staver and Liberty Council. I love the work they do. Well, I heard him speak also at the Liberty Pastors Conference where I met you. Um, we had been yeah, in contact right. before, but we met in 2020 down in uh, Texas. Uh, thank God for Paul Blair and Dan Fish and all oh, those, those wonderful, patriot wonderful guys, pastors yeah. and men of God. But um, um, have you been in touch with Matt Staver at all? And if, I'm, I'm sure you've heard yeah, a lot have, of the things that are involved. I occasional, occasional email. We were friends before all this came down. And, uh, and, and it was really a blessing that they stepped in to help me because it was, you know, this was a big, big deal. Wow. I'm the only American ever to have had, had to submit to this. You know, I mean, it wasn't a, it was a civil case mm. based on the, the accusation of, it, of, of, of being a, uh, engaged in crimes against humanity. You know, that's a category of crimes created at Nuremberg. Yeah, right. To prosecute the Nazis. And, uh, and that, but anyway, they always overplay their hand and, and all mm -hmm. that. But anyway, Matt Staver is great. Mm. Harry Mehet, uh, was my attorney for the case. A fantastic lawyer. He's the head, the senior attorney for litigation now, uh, with, uh, with them. And, uh, and they haven't, you know, they've taken on all the toughest areas. They've defended, uh, the people that exposed the Planned Parenthood baby parts scandal. Remember wow, that yes. marketing the baby parts and all yeah. that they've defended, yeah. uh, you know Sandra, uh, forget her last name, who was involved, and somebody else was representing the other guy. Um, but uh, no, but they're they're wonderful. They're still at it. They absolutely deserve every bit of support that Christians can yes. send their way. Yes, uh, uh, very deserving. LC.org, I believe, Liberty Council. Mm -hmm. LC.org. Yeah, yeah, simple. Uh, very simple. Yep. Yep. So, Scott, we are going to get to um, the article that you preface on your website by saying this post includes a two-article series that I'm very unhappy to have to write. And part yeah. one, um, anyway, you, you're calling for Trump to repent of his approval of sodomy. So we'll have you explain that after we talk about another. Uh, this is kind of like the framing of American citizens um, American, the POW camp, and the January 6th martyrs. Now, I was talking to Mary a little bit, and she is very informed and up to speed, an excellent researcher, and she does not know or she did not know a lot of the details behind what's going on with American citizens who were arrested at the U.S. Capitol January 6th, 2021. 
Um, and you've been writing on this. You've been, and one of them, I think, or more are coming out with a book. Uh, some were in solitary confinement. So for those of our listeners who are not familiar with this unbelievable story, um, this is a, a, just an, an amazing disservice of justice. But share uh, about your article and uh, the martyrs, the J6 sure, martyrs. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and let me just say for people who want to research this further, Ameri- American Greatness, uh, that platform, it's Amer- America First uh, 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 media outlet, they've got uh, Julie, I think Julie Kelly is her name, fan- oh, incredible series. She's, she is probably the top authority okay. uh, on, on the right on what's happened there. And then, and then Gateway Pundit, uh, has, uh, has done a lot of stuff and they yeah. have a, they actually have a, uh, a support platform for helping to fund the defense of some of the people that were put in jail. But this, this situation, this was a, a total setup from the beginning mm-hmm. that this is Nancy Pelosi, um, you know, had, uh, the National Guard stand down. They actually drew people away. The, the fake pipe bomb, uh, uh, you know, uh, emergency uh, was a setup to draw police away. Mm-hmm. This was it was wow. all timed, mm-hmm. and as the people yeah. were leaving and coming over from the Trump speech, there was a team of probably federal agents that took down the fencing and the signs that alerted people that it was that it was prohibited territory because it's not normally. It's the people's house, yep. and everything is open, and you can go in. But just for this one event, they had put up fencing around everything and signs that said, forbid, you know, you can't go here. But they took the signs down, and then they had people there ushering the crowd in down the pathway, so they didn't even know what the, that they were, they were trespassing. And then there was a, a, the whole thing was orchestrated. Yep. And all that's going to yeah, yeah. come out, because now McCarthy's going to release the 14,000 hours of tape that they that the left has been hiding for two years. Are you talking about security uh, footage or v- civilian video footage? Yeah, this well, it's everything. Yeah, all the footage that's related to J six um, that that was used by the that that uh, that hoax of a committee, uh, you know, to supposedly investigate it, which they Waste didn't do anything except to Trump. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, so it, all the all the footage that they had that the FBI has, everybody has has been sequestered, and the public has not been able to see it. A lot of the defense attorneys, or none of the defense attorneys, have been able to see it either. They have kept this stuff away. They have breached every law, uh, every constitutional right that the prisoners have. These are political prisoners that were set up and have been used as pawns. And I tell you what, I'm making a prediction here, that in years to come, all these guys are going to get through this, they're going to do their sentences or whatever, but every single one of those people that has been abused by this is a martyr uh, to the cause of liberty. Mm. And every one of them is going to have a very powerful voice. I was there in the jail cell when they beat me, and they beat me to the point where I lost an eye, and all these other things that happened, where, I had, where there was raw sewage and and there was mold growing on the walls, and they wouldn't let me get medical care. They wouldn't let me talk to my lawyer. Wow. All this stuff is going to come out, and all the people that did it are going to be held accountable, perhaps. I hope. Right? Yeah. Perhaps. Hope and pray. But at least the people that have the, – the, the, these people are martyrs, and they're gonna, their voice is going to be so powerful when, the, when this chapter has, is now in the past. 
and uh, and I'm looking forward to that day. And I just grieve for what these people. I was almost there. I was going to go, but <laughs> but I had gone to the to the December twelfth gathering of the tribes. Right? You remember that one? No, it, I don't. It was like the that was that was kind of like the, the the dress rehearsal for for J six. It was December twelfth, okay. and uh, and it was um, basically all the pro Trump con- contingencies. Um, from all over, as diverse as you can possibly imagine. They all descended on Washington, D.C. for a bunch of different rallies. I've never been, I've, I've been involved in political stuff for my whole adult life. I've never seen anything like this before. There were at least four official rallies going on, independent of each other, sponsored by different groups, and then all kinds of impromptu ones. And there were like, you know, 10, 20, 50,000 people wandering around like a sea of 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 pro-trump humanity going from one to the other and it was just glorious and and uh and the trump flew over in a uh, in a helicopter uh we were there uh, while mike no no but while general flynn was giving a speech on the main stage uh and 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 i you know i was there for that and i was going to come back for j6 but wow. I promised my wife a vacation, <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 she was at the very she was going to let me go reluctantly. Wow! And the Holy Spirit just said, "No, no, no! You got to take care of your wife," and and because I listened wow. and I and she... I did that instead of being in D.C. Um, on the, on that 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 day, I was I spent that night of of January fifth. In the in the Comfort Inn at the Atlanta airport, on a halfway down our drive to Florida, <laughs> and and it just happened wow. that that was the day of the special election in Georgia. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fraud, the election fraud. Oh my goodness! And I was in the hotel, two thirty in the morning. This whole group of people come into the room, and I'm pretty sure based on what I could hear, that they were ballot stuffers. That had shown up to get paid. Oh my goodness! And there's like a whole room full of these people. I'm gonna still house half asleep and <laughs> really mad because they were had waked me up. But but so I got a I got a a little glimpse at a parallel um, sort of event that was taking place that was also based on you know the Marxist schemes. Mm. Uh, and uh, but but by the grace of God. I wasn't there. I would have been a part of that crowd. Wow. I'd be in jail right now. Very likely. If, uh, Your wife saved and, and you some be- prison time. That's right. And and because it's me, yeah. that, oh my they goodness. would have thrown the book at me. I mean, it would have been. I would have been a poster boy for uh, for all this stuff. And just you know, I just thank God that uh, they saved me from that particular ordeal. Scott, three minutes so, left. Mary wants to ask you one more question here before you take a break. I'm fascinated that you mentioned Marxist schemes because we had Curtis Bowers on the other day, and he mentioned that uh, fully uh, was the third of uh, congressional people, our, our congressmen, are either influenced by the communist Marxist agenda well, or they are part of it, including rhinos and other such people mm-hmm. who have been bought off. And I thought, wow, this January 6th, is, it's like pulling a curtain back and if you know, if you know what goes on and how, how the enemies of our nation want to act, this is really an amazing snapshot mm. of that very thing that I think that Curtis was alluding to the other day. 
and and he is an incredible resource. Yeah, his, isn't he? His stuff, his stuff he did on cultural Marxism. Yeah. I thought I knew my stuff. Yeah. And then when I saw when I saw his uh, his uh, video, the agenda, agenda mm-hmm. documentaries. Yeah. 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 That it 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 filled in so many blanks right. for me. Mm-hmm. It was it was mind blowing. Yeah. Absolutely worth. Uh, spending time on watching any of his stuff. He's, I've never two. met him, yeah, yeah. but he's a phenomenal, phenomenal resource and a, and a, and a patriot. Yeah. yeah. Well, Scott, we should probably take a break. I want to just share the scripture from Psalm 94 that you put in this article because you think, wow, we've got American citizens in prison for showing up at a rally arrested for free speech or trespassing that they they didn't even know because the National Guard wasn't there and they removed the gates and the fences. And by the way, interesting the left put the fences up a couple of days after to say, hey, now we need to protect the capital from these Christian nationalists or domestic terrorists. But anyway, Psalm 94, 3 and 5, 3 through 5 says, How long will the wicked, O Lord, how long will the wicked exult? They pour out arrogant words. All workers of iniquity boast. They crush your people, O Lord. They oppress your Heritage And I, how many of us have asked how long, especially since 2020? But we've got a lot more to get to with Scott Lively, our guest today. Uh, when we come back, there was an article that I think flew under the radar for a lot of people. Um, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was at Politico a month or two. It says, scenes from a celebration of the same-sex marriage law at Mar-a-Lago. So this is very concerning because President Trump was uh, really um, it, was he allowing this? this is at his his place here in Florida. We're going to talk to Pastor Scott about that. Plus, we're going to talk about a report as we transition a little bit. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh boy! <laughs> the U.S. is now the most permissive country for minor gender transition. Um, you're not going to believe some of this when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Our guest today is Pastor Scott Lively, and his website is scottlively.net. Uh, he was very, as some of us were, very uh, thankful for the policies of the Trump administration and almost, almost everything that uh, President Trump stood for, uh, moving the embassy uh, to Jerusalem, the, the, in Israel, and what he's done for the pro-life movement, what he did for the economy, um, just so many of his policies, wanting to build the border wall down on the southern border, the fence. But there's one thing that seems to be a head-scratcher, and that is what happened uh, recently. And maybe, Scott, you know something before leading up to that, where they had that party at Mar-a-Lago uh, apparently celebrating the disrespect for marriage act they're disrespecting god ordained marriage and celebrating same sex marriage tell us about that and your concerns and we yeah. would hope that he would repent but i'm not so sure what that he knows what what do you know about that well trump has always had a a problem with um tolerating um i guess well there's a there's a line between tolerance and acceptance and, uh, you know, tolerance is okay when you, you know, you, people make decisions in, in the private, you know, for the privacy of their sex life. And that's between them and God. And as far as I'm concerned, don't ask, don't tell. But uh, when it comes into the public and, mm-hmm. it, and it comes to a matter of and the endorsement of the agenda, because 
because the LGBT agenda is the point of the spear. It's the core of the progressive agenda, the very core of it, that to, to, to endorse or normalize any part of it is to destroy your own foundation exactly. as a conservative, yep. right? What is it that we're trying to conserve as conservatives? We're trying to conserve the perspective of the founders, the biblical worldview that our, our nation was built upon, and that includes Judeo-Christian sexual morality at the center. Mm-hmm. And there is no family without that. There is no social cohesion without that. Mm-hmm. The natural family must have primacy, even if we tolerate people living in subcultures outside the mainstream, like we did in the 1950s, kind of like culture-wide don't ask, don't tell existed then. But And, and when, when Trump first started running, most people didn't pay much attention to this kind of stuff, but because this has been sort of my issue as a, for a ministry for most of my adult life, um, I, I knew what he was doing. And he was, he uh, early on basically, uh, you know, went along with the idea that gay marriage is a settled issue, right? Mm. Because of Obergefell v. Hodges, but it's not a settled issue. It's, and it's probably going to be overthrown. Um, and he, but, but he was really low key about it during his administration. Mm-hmm. But it got increasingly more apparent that he was openly endorsing homosexual lifestyles. Hmm. And that's why he, when he chose Rick Grinnell, right, and elevated him to the, D, the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence, uh, and that was a big, big problem. And I put out a piece that said, President, it was titled President Trump's Most Dangerous Error. And, uh, and, then, and, I, and I even suggested, I think, in that piece, that there's going to be serious consequences for him spiritually if he goes down that path. God is not going to let somebody um, stay in the White House as his representative, as Trump was essentially portraying himself as a representative of, of the Christian faithful. Mm. And that God was not going to let him stay in there if he's going to go down this path and defy him, to, to defy God, on a fundamental premise of biblical truth. That you know, it's one man, one woman, right? The the yeah. one flesh paradigm, Genesis one twenty seven, affirmed by Christ in the New Testament. And uh, and but even with that, and I believe that's why hmm. God allowed President Trump to be removed from office. And the, the 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 how and what of that is all sort of political stuff, right? But the why, the spiritual why, I believe, is his defiance of God on this most fundamental, really a litmus test for the last generation. Interesting. But then he doubled down. Instead of repenting of it, instead of, instead of considering that in the, his equation of, you know, why did this happen to me? Like Nebuchadnezzar, right? Nebuchadnezzar, you know, had to, to graze the grass like a cow <laughs> uh, because he had exalted himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I th- think that's what God did with Trump, is he took him down a notch, and, but Trump did not repent. And then this time, this on the very day, I forget which day it was, but the very day that the Defilement of Marriage Act was passed in the Congress, um, uh, Trump was hosting a, a um, uh, log cabin Republican event. Of course, the log cabins are the, uh, the homosexuals because they're sort of claiming the, this and, and endorsing this idea and promoting this idea that Abraham Lincoln was a homosexual. Oh, That's what the, is behind 
the log cabin name. Really? It's also behind the Lincoln Project, which is not – it's a different entity, but it's both, they're both claiming that same, uh, you know, false premise that, wow. Link, that Lincoln was homosexual. Um, and then so on that day, on the very day that the Defilement of Marriage Act is passed, this Trump is there at this event and, and giving a full-throated endorsement hmm. of – the, of so-called gay rights, and yeah. uh, while the political politico story may have spun it into something bigger than it was, because they wanted to hurt Trump in this way, Trump allowed that to happen, and it's, I don't think it's any accident that this was what was happening. I think that he may even have orchestrated this so that when this thing happened, he would be with people who are on that side of, or on the, in the LGBT community so that they could not then go uh, turn all the cameras on Trump to, to go after him as an anti-LGBT uh, right-winger, hmm. right? That's, he's making – but the problem is he should have been okay with that, just like he was okay with standing for the unborn, but he wasn't okay with it, hmm. and that's the problem. He would rather make the political calculation – of of standing arm in arm with people who are you know who are are pushing the core agenda of the left rather than face the the, the, the media consequences of being associated with um, the anti LGBT worldview. Scott, um, your part one article is called "Prideful Trump and the Bible's Hard Red Line on Sodom." And so much of this conversation, I was thinking, boy, Genesis, Sodom and Gomorrah and what they're <laughs> what, what, what we're taught about that. But, yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned for political calculations, he may have done this. Uh, yeah, we, we don't know for sure. But one thing I want to ask you, and this is completely off. I never th- you thought we would this would come up. But I just want to get your speculation and your prognostication. What if uh, Trump and DeSantis end up going head-to-head in 2024? What if, now I like DeSantis, what if Trump somehow still gets the Republican nomination for president? What, what would you advise Christians to do regarding voting? Well, I don't think that there's any question. I think Trump is going to get the nomination. Really? I don't think, I don't think yeah, absolutely. Trump, is, Trump, Trump owns the Republican Party. Right now, I mean that's uh, isn't there he, a he, split? They, though? they still defy him. McConnell represents a a um, a bulwark against him, a an uh, an island of opposition. But but other than that, um, it's it's his. And 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 frankly, with all these other things aside, um, the fact that the fact is, from my view, that that White House seat is his. He won the election. He was cheated out of it. Interesting. And that, yep. and that he should not have to campaign again for it. <laughs> as much as I, 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 I think he needs to repent of the, of his endorsement of that agenda. Nevertheless, the, the reality is that's his seat. It was stolen. You don't give stolen property away to somebody else. Yeah, but you know, that will never be followed up on, Mayor. Yeah, my, no, my, no, that's, well, and I don't think. <laughs> I don't think Americans approach the voting booth uh, the same way they used to. I don't think they ever will again, <laughs> no, no, and I yeah. think they'll steal it again. I, yeah. I don't. I yeah, don't I don't. See I don't that. think. I think we've lost the republic at this point. I don't think we're going to claw it back. Yeah. I think our window of opportunity closed uh, in the midterm elections. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's going to continue to be a resistance. You know, we may win some skirmishes, but the but the Marxists have 
have control of all the institutions. Yep. Um, they they will do. They've they've proven to us they will do anything that it takes to stay in power, and we are weaker now than we were uh, last year, and we're weaker. We were weaker then than we were the year before. Um, they are they are dismantling the constitutional infrastructure, mm-hmm. and they're redefining the terms in the dictionary. Yes, they are. They are um, creating new infrastructure for a biomedical security state. They're turning over our sovereignty to the World Health Organization so that we can all be controlled from from entities under the power of, of the tree of treaties. And all this stuff is happening, of course, along the same parallel line as the unfolding of prophecy, mm-hmm. in which the Antichrist kingdom is going to come in. You cannot stop it. It's part of God's plan that th- these things are going to happen. They have to happen mm-hmm. and be- before the second coming, and that we are, we are watching that, I believe, right before our eyes, and I don't hold out any hope. I don't think we're not going to restore America. I think that the republic is gone. At best, we're going to have an empire, you know, sort of like when the, when, uh, the Romans went from having a republic to an empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but even that, I think we're so close to the return of the Lord. that uh, And look, for the first time in the history of Israel, there's now a fully religious government that's just been seated that wants to claim authority over the Temple Mount for the first time. Hmm. You know, you, do you think that, that they're not going to use every second that they have to advance that, to even declare, to even start the Third Temple? I mean, I think that's, I think that's imminent. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Scott, real quick, I, oh, we just got so much. I do want to get to this report on the U.S. being the most permissive country for minor gender transition. But briefly, if you can, your thoughts on what happened in the midterms, because th- this country is in shambles. We've got a hor- horrific economy. Costs are going up. We've got an, a flooding illegal aliens and, and whatever you want to call them, non-citizens coming across the southern border. We've got issue, the LGBTQ issue. We've got the Biden administration pumping the, the trans yeah. agenda through yeah. the public That's, schools. It goes, goes on and on and on. Yeah, it on. goes on and on. It's so it's, it's our country is doing horribly, and you would think that the it, that the party in power would have taken a big hit during the midterms, and I know our messaging was awful. Uh, what are your thoughts? It's the uniparty, man. It's the, you know, that what's been revealed, what Trump revealed in in his presidency was that the rhinos and the Democrats are the same people. It's the purple uniparty. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the what whether they have an R or a D after their name. <laughs> That's right. McConnell and and Romney and you know and Ryan and the whole core of, of the of the rhinos are l- l- Democrats. They really they're just Democrats and they are they are happy to to play their part in being controlled opposition and mm-hmm. to ensure that nothing really ever changes. And McConnell sabotaged the midterms uh, and the and the rest of the rhino machinery. I mean, look at what they did in terms of withholding funding, uh, undermining uh, key races, mm-hmm. you know, like they always do to make sure that the conservatives never actually gain any power. And uh, and it was I think it's even miraculous that we managed to keep the house under those circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to present some opportunities for at least exposing stuff. But meanwhile, we've got World War III. We're on the brink of World War III uh, with with the Ukraine situation. Yep. That McConnell has said 
the Ukraine conflict, which we shouldn't even have anything to do with, yeah. is the is the top priority of America. And there and the and the and the Biden administration, the o, the O Biden administration, is literally drawing down American military stockpiles so they can be sent to Ukraine so they can be destroyed by the Russians. Wow. And that's which is happening every yeah. single day. And all this propaganda that's coming out about how Iran is uh, Ukraine is winning and it's almost winning. Total a big steaming pile of horse manure. <laughs> that, uh, it, it's just it's all lies. Everything all all the lies that they tell us about abortion, about homosexuality, about creation versus evolution, all those things that they lie to us nonstop about. You can't trust anything about them. Apply that same mentality to everything that they're telling you about the Ukraine conflict. Mm -hmm. And then also realize that they're, they're willing to go to World War III in order to complete the great, the great collapse in order to be able to usher in the Great Reset. They want to build back better, right, Scott? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and in order to do that, they've got to tear it down exactly. first. They've got to yeah. get the entire world so broken and starving and desperate that they'll be willing to accept the, these dramatic, enormous changes that they want to impose on us. And that's what all this is about. The chaos has just gotten started. It's yeah. not going to yeah. diminish. It's going to increase. Yeah, mm -hmm. this, that's an interesting transition. Mm -hmm. They want to get the world and so broken. And I'm thinking children and what the LGBTQ has been doing is just heartbreaking to families and to children. And let's talk about this report over at the Washington stand. Uh, the U.S. is the most permissive country for minor gender transition. Um, and this is tragic. They're calling it to the, to the legal and medical gender transition of children. Now, there's a group, Scott, Do No Harm, and they did this uh, report, this study, the U.S. and 11 other countries of Northern and Western Europe. Now, these countries in Europe share the United States' broad support for transgenderism, but these other countries reject the gender-affirming care model for children, for minors, but not America. So there's some fascinating things going on. would love to hear yeah. your overall thoughts it's, on what it's, America it's is being, exporting. Yeah, it's all being driven by the U.S. and has been for a long time. We're the world's sole superpower. And, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, this is, this is, this is Obama. This is every, all, since 2008. Yep. The entire world agenda is being driven by that demonic man mm. and and Thank everything you. that he wanted to do. And, and uh, I believe he is a homosexual. I think he's the best candidate in the world for the Antichrist, that 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 he is behind. He's the puppet master behind Biden. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, uh, you know, that there, there are two women that are, including Susan Rice, that are meeting every day. He's got a, an office right there in D.C. He never yeah. left. Exactly. Know. First president. I've been to the building yeah. there. And on, on December 12th, when I went up there for the gathering of the tribes, I... I did a video thing all over, and I went to the building that he operates from. Yeah. Anyway, this is this what this is is all about is the overthrow of Judeo-Christian civilization, and all the little component parts of it. We focus on it from one to the other, but the but the vision that they have for the future is transhumanism, mm -hmm. not transgenderism. It's transhumanism. Yes. Transgenderism is the preparation of the children. What, think about it. What actually is happening in this process of transgenderism? You, you're, you're convincing the children 
to, to, uh, to abandon the idea of being created male and female in God's image. Yes. That's ultimately what this is all about, and which is, which is the, the essence of human identity. Right? We are created in his image, male and female. So if these children are having that stripped from their minds, why? Just so that they will in, in, indulge in, in sexual perversions? No, they can do that anyway. No, they are being prepared to accept the idea of, of transhumanism in which humanity will be blended with animals and machines to create mm-hmm. a new form of human being. If you don't, if none of this makes any sense to you, research the name Yuval Noah, Noah Harari. Harari. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Humans are just hackable animals. Hey, Scott, it's interesting also, not only that, and that's fascinating, this connection you're making from transgenderism mm-hmm. to transhumanism, but also these children that are going down this road, they're not going to be able to have children and reproduce. And that's one of the mm-hmm. goals of the population control gurus and the environmental movement and the Great Reset, yeah. the WEF. Your thoughts on that as well? Yeah, Malthusianism is the, is the original ideological foundation, and then, and which is the idea that the humanity is going to outstrip the food supply, so you have to reduce human population, Thomas Malthus. Yeah. And then in response to that, the elites presented with that concept are saying, okay, so if we have to reduce the population, who are we going to keep and who are we going to get rid of? And out of that comes the whole science of eugenics, right? Positive eugenics and negative eugenics. Positive eugenics is where you, where you do things like you breed traits, you know, for the traits that you want. Negative eugenics is where you sterilize people or kill them off or put them in gas chambers. Like the, 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 that's what Hitler was. He was a eugenicist. Well, Margaret the Sanger. Nazi, Mar, yeah, Margaret Sanger, who, who cooperated with the, uh, a Nazi uh, uh, eugenicist also. Yep. You know, they were, and and then and then um, transhumanism is the is is eugenics plus technology, the the, the, the technology to actually pull it off, hmm. and that's that's all it is. It's just the it's just the uh, eugenics morphed by technology into a workable plan. Like Harari says, we're now humans are just hackable animals. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, and that we we don't need any self will. It really self will doesn't really even exist. Uh, an organism is an algorithm, and that's all it is. And uh, and that's what's what's going on. So these kids, hmm. they're being prepared for that. They're the generation that are then going to be are they going to be the generation of guinea pigs for all of the robotic implants, the brain implants, hmm. uh, the genetic manipulation where. Where they will, you know, uh, mess around with their genes while they're alive to get rid of traits or add traits. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about transitioning into to to, to a uh, an era of cyborg uh, humanity that that they're not even hiding. They're open about wanting to do all this. Yeah. And yeah. every child that is convinced to mm. to turn away, and, and so the solution to all this. Is just to simply to reaffirm the simple truth of the created order of things, mm-hmm. right? It's self-evident. Yeah. All we have to do is sort of take these kids by the hand. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, each person, each one of us, should be reaching, looking out there, reaching out for some kid mm-hmm. who's being sort of sucked into this, and taking them by the hand and and take them on a walk in nature, where they can see the reality of things and be and break free from this demonic delusion 
Well, that, you, that's the only solution. Yeah, delusion. You said exactly mm-hmm. right, delusion. And yeah. Scott, it is self-evident if you are not living in a Romans 1 society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also yeah. think that it's, it's classic that this would be, uh, America would be at the cutting edge of this with the narcissism with which we treat our little darlings that if they're not happy and they're not affirmed, Affirm them, we yeah. have to affix that and make sure <laughs> that they are happy, which is the most unrealistic thing in the universe. Yeah, and what's wrong with these parents yeah. that, with the cross-sex hormones and the puberty blockers for minors? Yeah, Scott, this is yeah, just well, nuts. Yeah. Where, well, where do you think, where, how do you think they got these kids, right? This is this was all set up by gay adoption, right? Ooh. Gay adoption has been going on for twenty years, right? That that's who these kids are. These are hard leftists who are completely given over to a sexual mm. anarchy mentality, mm. whether they're heterosexual in their own lives or not. They're completely given over to it, and then and but they but this group of people all all has now because the social services, the adoption agencies, and the social services at the court where they're taking custody, they're wards of the state. That they've been, you know, uh, heavily dominated by lesbians for a long time. Every, I mean, I was a family law attorney, right? This is just sort of like, sort of goes with the territory that when you're dealing with kids that are going to be wards of the court, you're almost always going to end up with a lesbian social worker who's going to intervene. They're always anti-men, etc. All these kids that end up in adoption, who it is? Who do you think these kids are that are sitting there at the at the uh, drag queen story hour? They're not Joe and Sue, you know, suburb. They're, you know, hey, let's go do something interesting, this something different tonight. No, this is this is part of the community. This is the LGBT community and mm. allies mm. Uh, that are doing this for publicity. And what they really want is they just want they want the 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 entire popular culture to see transgenderism as something that's been normalized. In fact, the more the more there is a there's a public discussion about it, the more it settles into people's minds. And then when they bring out some new extreme example, everything that falls short of that example is now sort of okay. Right? That's the compromise right. position. Yep. Right. right. Scott That's we, how these guys work. Yep, the Marxist we, dialectic. The, right. Two steps forward, one step back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We could go on for another hour, but we've ran, run out of time. I was going to ask you about this article, but I'm just going to mention it. Horrific new details have emerged about a Georgia couple, LGBTQ couple, gay men that adopted young boys, adopted children, and now have been raping and trafficking them, even to some fellow pedophiles. Now, we'll hear more stories like this yeah, come far, out. Far but not, more common than people want to think. Exactly. Yeah, and thank you. We understand that now. Um, I think some of us understand that now. For the average Christian, this is very disturbing. But these are the times we're living in, and we've got to keep fighting the good fight. But I thank you for your voice. Thank you for just persevering in the battle through all the years and all the stuff you've been through. So, Scott Lively, God bless you, brother. We'll be in touch and do this again. Yeah. Thanks to both of you. God yep. bless you. Thank you. And uh, everybody that's listening, hang in there. Uh, <laughs> lift up your heads. Your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Scott. So tomorrow, Scott. Mary and I are going to do a news show, Christian News and Views. Um, next week, we've got Bill Koenig coming in, uh, Marsha Montenegro. Actually, I think we're going to have Jay Warner Wallace uh, next Wednesday. Uh, Tim Stevens, a pastor from Canada who was arrested for keeping his church open during the lockdowns. Pastor Paul Blair next Friday. And thank you guys so much again. I can't emphasize enough your prayers for this ministry and also for sharing the podcast. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.